Hello, friends. Thank you for joining me on The Daily Dose. Hello again, friends, and welcome back. Today is Thursday, October 7th. Today's episode is entitled, The Iniquity of the Amorites. Let us pray. Father God, I just want to thank you for another day that you have spared our lives to bring us back, Father, where we can study your word. Fill us with your Holy Spirit now, we pray in Jesus' precious name. Amen. In Deuteronomy chapter 2 and chapter 3, Moses continues to recount Israelite history and how, with God's blessing, they routed their enemies when they were faithful. God gave them the victory even over giants. Deuteronomy chapter 2, verse 11 and 20. Deuteronomy 3, 13. Of course, this brings up the difficult topic, which we must at least touch on regarding the destruction of these people. Though the children of Israel would often speak peace first to a nation, yet if the people didn't accept that offer, sometimes the Israelite would go in and destroy them, including women and children. And the Lord our God delivered him over to us. So we defeated him, his sons, and all his people. We took all his cities at that time, and we utterly destroyed the men, women, and little ones of every city. We left none remaining. Deuteronomy chapter 2 verses 33 and 34. Some try to get around this simply by saying that these stories are not true. However, because we believe that all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that's taken from 2 Timothy 3.16. That's not a viable option for Seventh-day Adventists. Thus, we are left with a difficult question regarding these incidents. Let us read Genesis chapter 15, 1 through 16. What did God say to Abraham in Genesis 15, 16? And how does it shed some light on this difficult topic? Genesis 15. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Fear not, Abram. I am your shield. Your reward shall be very great. But Abram said, O Lord God, what will you give me, for I continue childless, and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus? And Abram said, Behold, you have given me no offspring, and a member of my household will be my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him. This man shall not be your heir. Your very own son shall be your heir. And he brought him outside and said, Look toward heaven and number the stars, if you are able to number them. Then he said to him, So shall your offspring be. And he believed the Lord, and he counted it to him as righteousness. And he said to him, I am the Lord who brought you out from Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land to possess. But he said, O Lord God, how am I to know that I shall possess it? He said to him, Bring me a heifer three years old, a female goat three years old, a ram three years old, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. 
And he brought him all these, cut them in half, and laid each half over against the other. But he did not cut the birds in half. And when birds of prey came down on the carcasses, Abram drove them away. As the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell on Abram, and behold, dreadful and great darkness fell upon him. Then the Lord said to Abram, Know for certain that your offspring will be sojourners in a land that is not theirs, and will be servants there, and they will be afflicted for four hundred years. But I will bring judgment on the nation that they serve, and afterward they shall come out with great possessions. As for yourself, you shall go to your fathers in peace. You shall be buried in a good old age, and they shall come back here in the fourth generation, for the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet complete. There is no question that many of these pagan nations were exceedingly brutal and cruel people who justifiably could have faced the wrath and punishment of God long before then. That's true, and even if God waited patiently for them to change their ways and they didn't change, this still doesn't alter the hard reality about the killing of everyone, including children. Of course, probably many more children were killed in the flood than were killed by the Israelites. The fact is that, for now, given the limited information we have about the full context of the events, we just need to accept this hard reality and trust in the goodness of God, which has been revealed in so many other ways. Faith isn't just about loving God on a beautiful day in a pretty forest full of wonderful sights and sounds. It's also about trusting in Him despite what we don't fully understand. Read 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 1 through 4, and John 14, verse 9. How do these verses, and many others like them, help us learn to trust in the love, justice, and goodness of God? Even when we see things that seem hard to square with the understanding of God. 1 Corinthians 10 For I want you to know, brothers, that our fathers were all under the cloud, and all passed through the sea, and all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea, and all ate the same spiritual food, and all drank the same spiritual drink. For they drank from the spiritual rock that followed them, and the rock was Christ. John 14 Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long, and you still do not know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, Show us the Father? Father God, we just want to thank you for these lessons. Help us, Father, to trust you and to understand that what we don't understand now, you will reveal to us when we get to heaven. So be with us, we pray. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen.